Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins and welcome to Life, Death and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium and here we explore life, death, consciousness and what it all means. Today I have Von Brashler on the show. Von is an award-winning journalist and former faculty member at Omega Institute. He has led workshops throughout the United States and the United Kingdom. A lifetime member of the Theos Physical. Did I say that wrong? Theos. Theosophical. Oh my God. (laughs) Theosophical Society. He is the author of several books, including Seven Secrets of Time Travel. He lives in St. Paul, Minnesota and the San Juan Islands. Maybe now only the San Juan Islands. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) welcome, Vaughn. Thank you, Dr. Amy. It's good to be with you. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Hi, everybody. I just wanted to thank those of you who are supporting the show via Patreon. I literally could not do this without you. It means so much to me to have any sort of support for the show, but really the financial support is super helpful to me right now. I'm an independent podcaster. This is all being funded by me. So anything you can do to help that, if you love listening to the show, if you love the content I'm creating, if you love the guests that I'm having on, please support the show. I have amazing, amazing guests continuing to come on the show. I'm so excited. I've grown the most month over month in the past three months, and that is because of all of you sharing the podcast, telling people about it. So thank you so much. Anything you can do to support the show, I am so, so grateful The growth I know is going to help me in some way. I'm not exactly sure how yet, but I know it will. Thank you all for listening. And here's this week's episode. So this is a topic, as we were talking before, I have not covered on this show, but I am fascinated by and can't wait to talk to you about. So can you talk to us, first of all, how you got interested in, do we call them time shifts, time slips? Time travel, are they interchangeable? They're pretty much interchangeable. I try to distinguish sort of between time slips as being accidental time shifts and time shifting could then be not necessarily uh, an accidental slip in in time, but a conscious move into uh, time, an alternate time. So I do include exercises in the book uh, derived from East and West as far as people who have apparently learned to master uh, some kind of trance-like time shift. And and, and, and the exercises then are are things that I've learned to do that have enabled me to experience a shift in time. So what is a shift in time? And how does that differ from like a past life regression? Right. So a shift in time is actually where you're, you're, you're instantly uh, somewhere else experiencing another, another point in time. To understand that, I think I always try to explain like there's only one timeline and it's like one big conveyor that loops around and loops around and comes back on, it loops back on itself. So if you think of like a conveyor belt, or I describe getting on a, on a, on a train or subway and, and a bus line, it'll take you all around and then back somewhere else. So we all have this sense of here and now, but the, the, 
the idea of a fixed place is changeable to us, although not instantaneous, that we don't, we all experience a different, uh, you know, here. But then the idea of the now is, is I think, uh, an exercise. I mean, if you really want to study what people have talked about time, and I go back to Einstein's theory of, of relativity, you know, it's very much based on the on the on on our perception of time. And we all perceive time differently. And it is, a, I think, a situation where we all experience time differently, but we all experience what we call the here and now. Well, the, if you shift your 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 perception shifted into an altered state of consciousness where you're no longer using your five physical senses but now looking at on a deeper level of awareness conscious awareness you're now looking at things with a, with an awareness then you are shifting in a sense your conscious awareness to possibly focus on an alternate or different point on the on the one and only timeline. So uh, let's say I want to I want to focus on on living in Toledo, Ohio in 1848, you know, so I, I would have to go into a deep meditation or as I suggest in the book, you could do this in actually programming a lucid dream. And so I get into describing how to program lucid dreams. With, with some accuracy where people are actually consciously leaving their physical body and what we call the, the present here and now to experience another, another moment in time, another now moment and, and experiencing that. And you experience it, you experience it in a consciousness body, you experience it in your, your energy bodies, you know, so you're actually leaving the body and leaving the physical body in, in a reclining position. So I think people have often had a taste of this when they've had what we often call lucid dreams. And, and these are so real and, and often they're prophetic, indicating that the people have gone forward in time and seen something and they cannot forget what they have seen with their new eyes, yeah, a new set of eyes. So is a lucid dream always forward in time? No, no. A lucid dream can go backward in time. Um, it can go forward in time. It is, is very, it is very movable. It, it can be programmed. It can, it can actually uh, be in, the, in, in, in what we would call now, the present now, but it, it could be in a different place. Like let's say I want to set up a lucid dream right now, current time, but I want to be in... Um, Los Angeles, California, you know, and then there I'm in Los Angeles, California, it's 11am Pacific time. And, you know, or I could go, I could go in quite exotically. <laughs> if you if you've ever read anything by Sybil Leak, I could go quite exotically, I, I could go to the moon. I could, you know, I mean, I don't want to freak people out, but I mean, we are not limited. You could go to a, 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 an exotic, an exotic location. I could go to the Antarctic. I could go to another planet. I could go, I could go to a parallel reality, a parallel universe. I could go to a parallel world. So how is that different? That how how do you know you're not just imagining that? That's a really good question, and and uh, it's it's often dismissed when people will have a lucid dream as 
Well, it was just my pure imagination. Uh, yes, and yes, <laughs> it is your pure, pure imagination. <clears throat> I, I refer you to the uh, the Kahuna Healer of Hawaii, uh, another psychologist named uh, Serge Kahili King. Serge King is um, a, a master of of, of Hawaiian uh, um, mysticism, if you will, meditation, uh, sh shamanism. Um, he just he uses the term imagineering. So what you're doing is you're imagining it, but you're also engineering it. So he uses the term imagineering. And I think that's a really good di distinction because you're actually you're actually driving your own bus. You see, it's not just happening. So it's very easy for people to say, oh, that was just a daydream or that was just purely imagination in my head. It didn't really happen. But this goes along with the idea that people do not own their thoughts, you see? People do not recognize that their thoughts have, have, have impact, have direction, you know, and actually leave the body in a thought form. You know, mm. our thoughts are powerful. Our thoughts can take us places. So this is another way of describing our consciousness. Mm -hmm. So, so it, it's totally fair here to bring up even remote viewing, if you will. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't, I haven't broached that topic yet either. So uh, that, that'll be a new one, but go for it. Uh, go for it. Yeah. So, so it, it is simply a case of, 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 of projecting yourself into a play, into another time and another place. And you can do this most easily in a lucid dream, but you could also do it by simply by going into a trance-like state or what we might call a deep meditation. So in the East, we have the Samadhi mystics who do this. They teach young people to consciously set up lucid dreams. I mean, I did not invent that concept. And, 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 and in, the, in the West, we have the shamanic tradition of say medicine men or shamans who would actually, actually go back into the past to listen to their ancestors mm. and, and they would go forward in time to see what the future holds for their people you know and always they go as a perfect witness a silent witness i i, I think of like a, a a fly on the wall with a hundred eyes so the difference between a past life regression and this time slipping or time shifting yeah is that you and when you're time shifting it's more that you are the observer of that period of time versus having lived in that period of time yes you're you're simply an observer so okay so, yeah so you know this is the important distinction is that when you go there you're not physically going to be there i i refer to the term um having traction you know you have no physical traction there you have no arms you have no hands you can't write a contract you can't pick up a pistol and shoot hitler in the head you know you can't save you know uh lincoln from being assassinated so you, you can't alter what happened you can't alter what happens but you 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 go for insight and so i i always say well you know i mean practice practice going backward or forward or somewhere else in your time shifts 
for the insight um, that it will bring to you. That's the most powerful treasure you can bring with you. It's like the hero's journey. The hero on a journey of discovery isn't going to find a pot of gold, but will encounter a wealth of personal insight and personal growth. Even if it wasn't a life you had lived previously. Correct. But people always want to go back and see their own life or they want to go forward and see their own life. And it's perfectly legitimate. And then people always will say, well, what can I do to alter that situation? Yeah, this is like Not, mind blowing. Nothing. You know, in fact, I, I refer to this as the bounce back effect. So if, if you go in, into your past and, and, and I, I know we always want to go say, go back, go back, go back. So I, I'm a student of, and I knew uh, Michael Newton, the psychologist. Oh, Journey Michael, of Souls. Journey of Souls, Destiny yeah. of Souls. Mm -hmm. And, and he, he started in his practice by just asking, as any psychologist might do, to go back, 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 back. And they would, went so far back, they were like between lives. Right. You know? that's, and, that's how... Um... Brian Weiss, too, discovered yeah. past yeah. life regression. And then, boom, where are you? He said, I'm yeah. a speck of light, and we're sitting with my, my other specks of light, my, my soul group. Well, anyway, people will always want to go back in their past life, and they'll like send, at least send energy. Because the one thing you can do in a consciousness body is you could, in a, in a sense, project energy. But I think what happens is you can't actually affect that person. You know, it has a bounce back effect. So it, you, you're going to feel it in what we call our here and now when you return. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you could go there and try to change the way, the outcome of that situation, wherever there is. But in reality, you're going to come back to this space and time and have a reverberation from what you tried to do to change that space and time. Correct, a reverberation. So, you know, it, it, it is the one thing that you bring with you when you would time shift or in a lucid dream is that you would, you would have then your ability to project energy because you're going in an energy body, a consciousness energy body. Mm -hmm. So you would, you would have, so I, I think, I think, I think somewhere in here, I actually describe how to actually do this for yourself to actually, uh, actually locate a place that would be your perfect healing place, whether that would be, what would work for you? Like to sit beside the lake or sit up in the mountains or in the woods or uh, on a high coast overlooking the ocean finding your perfect place of peace and calm it's that's just yours and then going there and then and then and then sending energy to yourself which is perfectly fine because you're you're not going you're not going to an earlier version of yourself or a future version of yourself you're actually going there yourself yourself you're you know it's the the one and true uh you that is your i don't know um your traveling self, but people and will, you travel light. You don't have to pack. You travel light. You travel light. But you know, people often want to go back and then fix things. They fix the past, and it's like, think about that for a minute. You really want to fix the past because the past is everything that brought us here now. It, it alters so many things, and then there are so many ripples in time of the consequences of things. <laughs> But and, then and is that assuming that it's linear? 
This is that's what's confusing because you describe the conveyor belt, but I've heard it said that time is not is linear. Not, time is, is incurred. Is not linear. It is actually fluid, but it, it flows like waves, energy waves. And, and, it, and then the waves, the waves seem to go in a certain direction. You know, if you think of like the Akashic records, it would be like a, a portend of what will likely be, you know. So we, we know that the time flows like, like the, the waves of energy that, that come down onto the earth as like light. You know, in fact, in fact, time is light. <laughs> Sorry, that's my shorthand for Einstein. Time is light. What do you mean by that? Time is light. You talk about it time, in the book. Time, time, light, it, time, as we experience it in the here and now, is when light strikes you. That defines your what's called the now moment. That instant when light strikes you is the now moment. So if you're if you're standing in light, I mean, I had a teacher who gave me a lot of advice. He was an Eastern mystic, a meditation guru. And the one thing he told me was, we travel in the light. We we are children of the light. Those the light. So the light comes down. The light does many many things for us. And first of all, it brings us consciousness, but it brings us energy. It brings, in short, it brings us intelligent energy. So, so the light as it strikes you defines your now moment. But there are many now moments, right? In New Delhi right now, they're experiencing a different now moment. That's, you know, we all experience it differently. It's all based on the observer. According to Einstein's theory of relativity, special relativity, if if you traveled at the speed of light, you could you could go back in time. So so he, he says very not little about going forward in time, but he talks about going back in time. So so if if you could travel at the speed of light, you could go back in time. Well, I would suggest to you that our consciousness can easily travel at the speed of light. And you can prove that to yourself. I mean, telepathically, we're all all the time picking up little thoughts of people that are miles and miles away from us, and they're thinking of us, and we're hearing them, and the phone rings, and we pick it up, and oh my gosh, I knew you were going to call. It's like, wow, you know, I mean, telepathically, our thoughts travel at the speed of light, because our consciousness is another version of light. So, okay, so I want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. So a time slip is when you just slip out of this time. Mm -hmm. A time shift is when you consciously yeah. shift out of time. So in the, in the book, Time Shifts, I talk, I talk a little bit about people who have experienced, and there's some classic cases, just they'll be walking. And then, oh my gosh, they'll be walking. And then all of a sudden, they're in a different time and place. Or very often, they're in, a di they're in the same place but a different time. Oh my God, that doesn't make people think that they're losing their minds. It absolutely does. And they're so <laughs> disoriented that like me, when it happened to me when I was right. 12 years old, it's like, you don't want to talk about it. You don't even want to think about it because it doesn't make any sense. I must have been like hallucinating. I mean, I can't explain how I got here into this future moment so far away, so instantaneously. So I'm not even going to talk about it. And I don't talk about it. And then you're forced to admit at some point, this happened. It really happened.
Can you tell us that story? It's in the book, but it's fascinating. Yeah. Okay. So when I was, I think, 12 years old, so one day I see a school bus, an old yellow school bus, and it's got kids in it, and it's summertime. My friends say, let's hop on the bus and join them. And it turns out this they're recruiting people to take them 20 miles from where I live to work in the berry field as field pickers, right? Pick, picking berries. So I said, oh, I don't want to work. I'm a lazy child. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still a lazy child, Amy. So, so, so they said, oh, no, no, you, they'll let you eat all the berries you want. And this right by the river, there's a swimming hole. You can go and swim. I said, well, they let you? I said, oh, yeah, everybody, you know, at the lunch hour goes to swim. I said, well, let's just eat berries and swim. They said, great idea. So we do that. On the third day, I'm like, oh, I'm getting really sick. And I'm always about by the river, you know, not picking berries. And, um, and I get really sick. And my friends tell me, oh, you've probably eaten too many berries. Well, I have this piercing abdominal pain on my right side. And something inside me said, I've got to get home right now. I need immediate attention. I'm sick. And I, and I tell the man who drives the bus, take me home. And he says, oh, yeah. wait like everyone else, kid, to the end of the day, and it will take you all home. I decided I would walk home. And I didn't know where to go. I didn't pay any attention to how we got there. I just knew we were a long ways from my home because it took a long time for the bus to get there. We cross a railroad track every day when we enter the berry field. And I could walk on that railroad track and it would take me right to my home. Now, why I thought that makes no sense, but it seemed very plausible at the time. So I started walking. My friends said, get back, get back. This is crazy. And then I round the bend and I can't see them anymore. I remember I take one more step and everything goes black. And the next moment, the next step, I'm in front of my house. And I remember stepping down from the high railroad tracks, walking into my house, flopping on the bed, complaining to my mother, I'm very sick, call a doctor. Mm -hmm. We got to the hospital just in time because my appendix had burst and, and I couldn't have gotten there any later and survived. And it wasn't until the next summer, I was starting to hear some strange music in my head. And I'm thinking, where does the music come from? And I'm looking all around. And I look to the front of the house and the music stops. And there, there, I'm forced to recognize one year later that the railroad tracks do not stop in front of my house, never have. Now, I can't explain how I got home so quickly. I can't explain walking on railroad tracks that didn't exist. I'm going to say it was a time slip because <laughs> it seems to work, but it seemed like instantaneous to me. Wow. So is our time shifts different than astral travel? Yes and no. So in, in astral travel, you know, we, we tend to think of like traveling in an astral body to an astral realm. So mm. there are many different levels of, of, of existence. There's in a, in a, there's a, an astral realm. Uh, we most closely identify that with our emotional body. 
There is um, a mental plane of existence, a mental realm. There's a causal plane, which is where you'll find the Akashic records. The causal plane is an intuitive level. There's a buddhic plane. There are many different levels uh, in addition to the, the physical plane. So when we, we travel in this way, uh, it is similar to astral travel, except that we're, we're traveling, traveling with more than simply our astral body, and we're going to places other than the astral realm. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And is a deja vu a time shift? Deja vu is a time shift. So I have a whole section in the book <laughs> on deja vu. So what we try to do is we try to analyze them with our brains and our brains are only, only as good like any good little computer with the information that's been stored in it, which we talk commonly call our collective memories. So our memories are a great storage bank. And if we, we can process it and analyze it correctly, it will enable us to come up with some answers. But if we have within our frame of reference, nothing, that will explain this, then you have to say, it's outside my frame of reference. Mm -hmm. So I try to get people to practice some of these exercises to actually set up what we'd call time shifts, or at least uh, learn to control and program lucid dreams of great insight. Do you see a downside? Could, could this be used as like a form of spiritual bypassing or a means of spiritual bypassing to try to escape this current life in the here and now, if you're just constantly time shifting? Yeah, it, it, it could be intoxicating and you have to be very, very careful. You know, it's like, I have to admit, I, I went through a period where I was always shifting in and out of my body. Mm. And it's, and you, you know, you, you, if you do this legitimately, you're doing it for insight, you bring back and you need, then you need to like reflect on what you've, 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 you've learned. Um, and so it is, it is a tool, you know, I mean, we're in this existence here, this here and now for a real good reason, you know, where you're here to complete this great puzzle we call the world, mm -hmm. you know, and, and every one of us is needed to do this, you know, our, our individual contribution to the great song is important every everyone is important. So, you know, no one can like be excused from this. You know, no one could be sideline observers to this. So it's almost like you would be integrating, like they talk about integrating in psychedelic work or, yeah. um, you know, you have to try to understand yeah. the experience and apply it. Yeah. So you're, 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 you're going, you're going somewhere and you're seeing something and you're learning something that you didn't know before and you're bringing it back. You have to, uh, remain very quiet and still and reflect on what you've you've seen because it's your consciousness that's going to actually absorb this deep Got within it. you deep within you. Got it. This is like my fourth book dabbling in, if you will, time travel. And it's very hard to put it in words and I always end up apologizing because there are really no words. I mean, this is so different from the physical realm that we live in, but it is, it is, it is absolutely accessible. And if you think of like the Wizard of Oz or any great, you know, story of the hero's journey, you know, the, the Odyssey, 
you know, they all bring back insights. I mean, is this a real journey or is this a dream? Did Dorothy dream? You know, because if you remember The Wizard of Oz, which, by the way, was written by a great theosophist, L. Frank Baum, you know, it is actually not just a cute story. It is a significant story because uh -huh. when she wakes up, uh, you know, on the bed back at Annie M's farm and she sees you were there, you were there, you were there. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And she said, oh, you were dreaming, dear. And she knows she knows it was more than just a dream. Well, can I do um, can I ask you some speed round questions? OK, <laughs> you don't care what answer you get. No, no. OK, OK, OK. They're, okay. they're just a little fun, some fun questions I've been, uh -oh. I've been bringing into the podcast. Uh oh, um, OK. Spirituality means allowing the spirit within you to grow, mm. giving it freedom. What is something most people don't know about you? That I'm extremely shy. Really? Yeah. You don't seem shy. I know. <laughs> I guess that's why people don't know it. What yeah. is one thing you're looking forward to right now? Right now, the opportunity to kind of open people's eyes to greater potential, greater human growth potential. There's a spirit within all of us that longs to, to explore and grow and learn and be free. What is one thing you're deeply grateful for right now? The ability to do this. What book is on your nightstand? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, well, uh, A Call to the Heights. Hmm. What's that about? It's a book on uh, spiritual um, growth. What is your favorite spiritual or healing practice? Meditation. What was the most transformative experience of your life? The series of phone calls I got from a man in an elderly man from India that told me about moving in the light, changed my life forever. He said, I'm going to tell you things that'll change your life forever. Wow. Well, Vaughn, if people are interested, where can they find you? Where can they find, this is not your most recent book, but it's the one that I wanted to dig into. This is Time Shifts. Um, it's my favorite book. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the best one then. Oh yeah. I only really care about time shifting. <laughs> I'll be very frank with you. I well, mean, it's fascinating. So, so this is on, on Amazon and you can find it there. And then if you go to my, my author page on Amazon, you can see it's kind of like a chronology of what I'm up to and where I, where I will be. So there's no separate website for you? No. Okay. Oh God. Thank goodness. <laughs> well, Vaughn, thank you so much for your time today for these amazing, I mean, this, this was mind blowing. So I'm fascinated. I'm going to dig in deeper to some of your exercises and see if I can't shift myself out of this time. Great. Hopefully to a better one. Not that this time isn't great for me personally, but I think that collectively it's rough. Yeah. Collectively it's rough. Together we'll get through this. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? 
wondering what comes next and what it all means, head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between.